Hey guys, welcome back to Raising the Standard. This episode I'm making is gonna be a very short episode. I wanna give you something I've been thinking about since I've recorded the last episode, the eight invitations that Jesus makes to men. Thank you first and foremost for listening to that episode. If you haven't listened to it, go back and listen to the eight invitations Jesus makes to all men. I've been getting a lot of feedback on this episode. People like it and the concept of being a partner is something that is literally mind-blowing when you think about what this means for us because we've always taken the mindset of a disciple, of a believer, of a follower, but when you really break that apart for the kingdom man, for the person that's following Jesus, what does that look like for us? So in the last episode, what I unpacked there was that it comes, the word disciple comes from this word, the, the meaning of it is an active participant. And we can see throughout the Bible, specifically in the book of Hebrews chapter three, that you have been made a partaker. And if you look at that word in the original language, and I have pulled it apart, it is actually mistranslated. It should be, and it would be better stated to say you have been made a participant. And we've been talking about what's it look like to be an owner? What does being a participant mean? What's the ramifications for that? What are the implications to me as a kingdom-driven man? And what's that look like in my life? So I wanted to jump on here and give you my thought for today to challenge you to start thinking differently. Because one of the things I'm seeing all throughout the Christian landscape, and especially if you grew up in the church culture or you're just around general Christianity at large, is that we have a mindset that God's going to do the thing for us, and all we need to do is just sit back and pray. That's my role. And guys, I love prayer, but sitting back and praying and waiting for God to move on your behalf is not biblical. And I'm going to prove that to you. And I want you to hear this in the balanced approach that I'm going to lay out right now, because it is a lie to think that God's going to do everything for you. And there's this predominant thought. It's just pervasive throughout Christianity. I see it in multiple streams where it says, I'll just pray. I'll just sit here. And if God wants to do it, he'll make it happen. And that is a religious mindset, number one, to say God's going to do it and I'll, I'll just pray and I don't have to take any action. I don't, I don't know what partnering with God looks like. I don't have to take a step. I don't have to put any application to anything I'm reading. That's one side of it. The other side, I'll take it from, forget the legalistic side. Let's go to the hyper grace side. Let's go to people that just love resting in God. And I love resting in God. And I know who I am. I am a son, but sons also move. We got to move beyond the preliminary doorway of just getting salvation. There's work to do. And there's a call that is on our lives where it requires us to move. So I want to just break down this concept of being a partner. And what it means, and what I said on the last episode, is full responsibility. So I'm gonna give you four examples really quickly right now from the Bible. So number one, I wanna talk about Moses because Moses is walking around with an ordinary rod in his hand. This was just a walking stick to Moses. It was nothing special. It wasn't a miracle working weapon until God says, what's in your hand? And when God says that, he's like, I got a rod in my hand. And he tells him what to do with it. So he takes this ordinary 
stick, this ordinary everyday tool that Moses has. And when he partners with God and he obeys and he stretches it out, it starts working the miraculous. He starts partnering in his purpose. And that's what the co-laboring with God looks like. That's that employer mindset, that family business. All right, I'm gonna give you another one, guys, because David had something very similar happen to him. They put on someone else's armor when he saw the giant blaspheming God. So what he does is he picks up his ordinary tool, his ordinary weapon that he would have worked with day in and day out as a shepherd in the field. He picks up five stones and he picks up a slingshot, really ordinary stuff. This is everyday stuff. And he uses it to slay a giant, to launch him on the path to his purpose, to step into his calling and a partnership with God. And Jesus does something really similar with the disciples when there is no food and Jesus is preaching. He looks at the disciples, he starts coaching them and he says, what's in your hand? You give them something to eat. They complain and say, we don't have enough food. And Jesus flips it on them and says, you feed them. And then he says, what do you have? And then they bring forward what they have. Five loaves and two fish. That's all they had. And that's something ordinary. It's something they would look at. They would eat every day. This is a main staple of their diet. And he takes the ordinary and he makes it into a miracle. And the last thing is you might be thinking, well, Josh, I don't have a lot in my hand right now. They had something, you know, let's just eliminate any kind of poverty thinking, any kind of mediocrity or limiting beliefs that we're letting into our life right now, because Elijah, the prophet, now the prophet in the old Testament would be moved by the Holy spirit. And he would speak on behalf of God. And Elijah says to the widow, what do you have in your house? Sounds really similar to what do you have in your hand? And she's like, I have a little oil. And he's able to take that oil and multiply it when she cooperates, when she listens and obeys. So guys, what do you have in your hand? What do you have in your house? Let's stop looking at our everyday, daily grind, mundane activities as just normal commonplace because those are the exact things that God calls us to partner with him on. So today I'm asking you, what's in your hand? Let's get after it.